In this episode on the scent of light, I will speak on crow medicine. On the day after Republican senators voted to have a trial without admitting witnesses or evidence, and subsequently acquitted the president who was earlier impeached by the House of Representatives, I noticed a wounded crow taking refuge in our backyard with the help of our barking dog. The bird, about a foot in length, dragged its left wing that appeared to be broken while strutting its black feathered body to a darker corner to avoid me walking slowly towards it. Realizing the predicament of the crow, I ordered Rosie not to attack the bird, but to rather consider herself a nurse and protect the crow's life. I don't know how much the reasoning helped, but Rosie was obliging and kept a safe distance from the crow. I turned slowly and walked back to the house, where I filled a little bowl with dried dog food and then returned to the yard to place the bowl on the ground in the middle of a patch of grass. I made sure it noticed my action and hoped the crow would accept my offerings. I retreated to the back door, and the crow, after hesitating, hopped over to the bowl and pecked at the dog food. A neighbor's brown and white cat suddenly jumped onto the top of the fence and eyed the wounded crow. The crow hopped over to the other side of the yard and down a walkway on the side of the house, which was gated at the end. The cat scurried along the fence top until it was at near the beginning of the walkway in which the crow fled to the dead end. I intervened by walking slowly up to the cat and engaged in an eye-to-eye conversation similar to the one I had with Rosie, and after a couple of minutes, persuaded the cat to turn around and proceed another direction along the fence top. I was pleased that some communication of food and safety was apparently being understood between four species, cat, dog, bird, and human. Blessed are the peacemakers, at least in this moment. Rosie and I returned to the house and alerted my wife, Elaine, to the wounded crow's presence. She spotted a crow from the back door window, expressed sorrow at seeing the displaced wing, and then walked to the nearby bookshelf, scanned the titles with her right index finger until stopping and pulling from the shelf her sought treasure. Let's look up what the Native American elders consider the importance of crow as related to our encounter in my medicine cards book, Elaine said as she joined me at the dining table. We learned that crow signified conscience of right and wrong even if contradicted by human laws, and to speak and act with integrity. Knowing this, the crow is considered to be a master of shape-shifting and illusion. During the next two days, the crow began adopting favorite resting places in the garden. One was on top of the three-foot-high compost pile near the beehive. There was probably some food waste it found, After Crow gingerly stepped down the compost pile slope, it hopped twenty feet to our plum tree's broad bottom branch, where it rested by the garden statue of St. Francis, holding in his hand a dove. Its left wing hung a bit lower than its right wing. 
Crow left our garden sanctuary on the fourth day, while we were away from the house. Elaine told me that she saw the crow flap both of its wings earlier that morning. I did a careful search of the backyard, looked over the fence to the neighboring properties, and could see no sign of a carcass or strewn black feathers. Later at dusk, I was alerted by many caws of crows circling around a neighbor's tall maple tree. I hope it was a celebration of reunion of the wounded crow to its flock. The crow's fate is ultimately a mystery, but it has left us with the experience of relating to it in the timeliness of the crow medicine. This is Ken Norton on The Scent of Light. You can contact me via Ken at kennethenorton.com and I would be glad to hear from you. The Scent of Light episodes are archived on the web at kennethenorton.com. That is K-E-N-N-E-T-H-E-N-O-R-T-O-N.com. Thanks for listening.